Welcome to Word Processing, a resource of Oak Ridge Bible Chapel. Listen in as we discuss issues of God, His Word, and His people. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Word Processing. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the pastors at Oak Ridge Bible Chapel in Oakville, Ontario. And today I'm joined with a guest on the podcast, Nate Velikoop, who has been on the podcast uh, once or twice before, but... Nate, you actually preached the sermon at Oak Ridge this past Sunday. That's right. And so we wanted to take the time today to talk to you a little bit about that sermon uh, and the topic involved. And one of the things we like to do on this podcast generally, if we're talking about a sermon, is just get the preacher to remind us a little bit about what the sermon was on, the text or the topic, just to make sure we get it back fresh in our minds. So what did you talk about on this past Sunday? Yeah, so I I, I took the, the verse from Colossians 3, bomb. If you then raised up with Christ, uh, seek the things that are above, where Christ Jesus is seated at the right hand of God. And it's just that one verse that already contained so much about as a reminder of A, who we are, as we died in Christ and now we're raised up with Christ. And I used it as a, um, uh, as a handle to talk about uh, heaven, so seek the things that are above. Mm. Um, to, to say, well, what, what are we looking forward to in, in heaven? What, is there anything that we're looking forward to? Uh, what is there? And then I focused on this basic core idea. There's many things that you can say about heaven, but this core idea is that where Jesus is, that's where our home is. Hmm. Uh, and because we're raised up with him, because we died with him, we were raised up with him, uh, we're also going to spend eternity with him. Hmm. And so there's a, sort of this, this continuity from our life here on earth to our life in heaven. Hmm. Yeah. I love the illustration that you use, Nate, about your wife and how you're both from different countries. And, you know, home isn't necessarily where you came from, but home is now wherever your spouse is. And I think that is such a understandable and relatable illustration for people who are married. Even, I mean, my wife and I are actually from the same hometown and yet we still talk about the fact that home is wherever we are together. I think we even have that on like a picture frame or something in the house, right? And I think that's such a great illustration for looking at heaven, looking at our eternal state, looking at Christ. I think of when Paul himself references the idea of our citizenship being in heaven. And I think that really encapsulates that idea a lot. So I found it really relatable and, and, and a topic that, as you acknowledged, and we'll talk about a bit more in a moment, but one that we tend to have some misconceptions about, and I think you did a really good job of clarifying some of those. So I thought it was uh, a great opportunity to discuss something that maybe we don't talk about enough. But I want to ask the question, what drew you to this topic or this text? I know we've been in Colossians as a church, but I know this was a little more focused on the topic of heaven. So what kind of drew you to this topic? Yeah, so uh, now you're going to hear the story behind the story. Uh, <laughs> so Josiah does a good job, like giving enough time to to prepare. So I think he asked in July or in August or okay. so if I wanted to preach in October. Uh, so that's like two to three months uh, there. And at the time, um, I already had quickly an idea that I wanted to preach about heaven. Hmm. And I already had some passages in mind, and I wanted to actually focus on Revelation four and five. Hmm. And then the weirdest thing happened while I was preparing was that it started to get less from the original outline that I have. Hmm. Like past Sunday was nothing like the original idea, <laughs> original outline that, that, that I had to talk about heaven. And it started to get more and more towards Colossians 3.1. And then it was, I mean, the timing was, was, was absolutely accidental because Josiah finished chapter 2 last week. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so it would be very natural to go on with chapter 3, but I had not at all planned to talk about <laughs> Colossians 3.1. If anything, I wanted to sort of motivate with Colossians 3.1, or sort of like like close with it, sure. or sort of as, a, as this this is what we should do as a practical application, but not the main verse, uh, the, ver- the verse at all. And so for several reasons, I, like, it took me a long time to put everything together in the time frame that... Like to do it in like the 30 or yeah. 35 minutes. That, that I mean, was it's a lot. an exhaustive topic. Oh, it's, it's immense. And I had to take a couple of shortcuts to... Sure. You're sort of thinking of, of, of... There's some people that know their Bibles really well and know sort of all uh, many ins and outs of heaven. And then there's people that for whom heaven is really uh, abstract mm-hmm. to sort of level, level that out. Yeah. Well, Nate, let's talk about the topic of heaven a little bit more. And I don't want to just necessarily rehash everything you talked about on Sunday, but I think it's often helpful to look at some of those details a bit more. And one of the things you started with was correcting some common misconceptions we have about heaven. Maybe these are ones that we've heard of before, maybe some that we have internalized, maybe things that we know the culture thinks about this, you know, ethereal floating cloud, harp playing state around the angels and stuff. But why do you think even within Christianity and within the church as a whole, we can have such a hard time understanding the biblical picture painted. Yeah, so uh, if I speak for myself, I think it's just something, like life is so busy that I've already trouble taking the discipline of, of reading my Bible every day and praying. And that's just for to get through the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so to keep a longer longer horizon there of sort of what what, what, what is coming, that's something that personally, like at at, at a uh, career-wise, I already find difficult, like to picture what's yeah. what's what's. Uh, and some people are really good at it; they can plan ten years ahead. And <laughs> five-year plan, ten-year plan. Five year, yeah, I'm and, like, and I don't know what my next week plan. Is I know. <laughs> it's, it's it's. I'm so jealous of of, of uh, so envious of those uh, who who can do that. Um, so for me, it's a bit of a personality thing, mm-hmm. and then just being swamped. And I think what I took away for myself is then then you miss out on a hope. That there is, there are, are these promises of like whatever your whatever your pictures of, of the heaven is, uh, just being with Lord Jesus, that should be enough to 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 have to to hope for to mm-hmm. to to look forward to. I think, and then there's two other things. One one of the things that struck me, struck me really in the preparation was a book by Randy Alcorn on heaven. And there's a lot that I can't do much with in that book, but one of the things that he's very adamant about is is uh, heaven is there, heaven is real, heaven is something for for us. But also that, uh, and I mentioned that in the sermon, that Satan really floats around lies about heaven and troubles basically everybody's perspective. Either it's non-existent, or if it's if it's there, then it's nothing compared to this earth. Like this earth is so much mm-hmm. better than what there is. Uh, to some extent, you see the same thing with hell, which is another topic. That there's this elevation yeah. of like hell is so, going to be so much better mm-hmm. than, than than what the Bible says about it. There, so this this in popular culture, but also I think in the church, I think we have we have a hard time taking it, making it as real as it is. Mm-hmm. And a part is because we don't see it. And I think everything that we don't see, and that's where faith comes yeah. in, everything that we don't see is is just hard to grasp. And I think that's that's exactly where Paul comes in, because it's in the middle of, and I didn't say anything about that, but it's in the middle of this letter, you can ask the question, where does it come from? Like, yeah. like he writes these these wonderful things about about the proficiency and the eminency of, of, of Christ. Uh, then he writes about some, some doctrine, and then it's like in chapter 3 he starts... 
And now I want you to think about, the, I want you to seek about the, the, the things that are above. Mm-hmm. Where does this come from? Mm-hmm. Because we don't do it. Yeah. I wonder if sometimes even, I like the, the illustration or the thing you mentioned there about like looking down the road, looking down the horizon. And I wonder if sometimes even, and maybe this is just my experience, but I feel like sometimes growing up, you know, imagining or thinking about things like that can be discouraged maybe sometimes that it's like you know no you're here and now focus on the here and now oh. even like you know i grew up in the the you only live once kind of era like do what you got to do oh. have your bucket list finish out your life in this world like really f- if you're focused too much on the future you're not focused on the here and now oh. and i think that can that can sometimes get in the way and like you said we haven't actually ourselves seen it with our own eyes so there is that faith component and you know, the way that we're, it's explained in, in Sunday school classes and stuff growing up at times can maybe be a bit, maybe too imaginative because I mean, oftentimes the people teaching those classes probably are in the same boat as the rest of us that we yeah. haven't thought about it a lot. or We haven't spent a lot of time reading what the Bible actually does describe and, and ultimately knowing that there is cultural perceptions of, as you mentioned specifically, heaven and hell that is in the cultural discussion, you know, in, in TV and movies and, and discussions. And and yet these pictures that they have are so different. I mean, even non-Christian people you see on social media, someone dies and it's having gained another angel today yeah. or whatever. And it's it's easy for us as Christians to like say, oh, okay, that's Christian or, or godlike or religious language. And just not even realizing that, bring that into our understanding when really the Bible itself does not affirm a truth like that. And so we want to make sure that we are, as you challenged us to do, reading what the text actually says and thinking about things above. Uh, I think what I like about the Bible is that, I think sometimes that can also be a bit confusing, but I think what I like about the Bible is that it has so many uh, pictures of of what heaven is like a party, it's, it's, it's a wedding, it's, it's, uh, it's a city, it's it's mansions that are being prepared mm-hmm. so it's like it's not it's not ethereal at all mm-hmm. it's like it's it's as hard as a rock uh, mm-hmm. there and i think that makes it so uh, on the one hand a bit confusing of like wh- which of these four is it uh, and there's probably more <laughs> like what, what 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 is it gonna be but by the same time it's, it's it's sort of like these are all relatable these are all things that we that we sort of know Mm-hmm. from from heaven and when the lord jesus talks about these things he's not being abstract at all he, 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 it, it is relatable mm-hmm. and especially as we go further in the book of revelation i know you went there briefly on sunday as well but as we go towards the end we have a picture of a a physical reality of a oh. new heaven a new earth we are described as having bodies that are perfected and and not just you know floating around as mist or playing harps with wings or whatever right and and yet that's the the cultural image that can come into our minds at times yeah. but and i think honestly that's probably what directly affects which the other main thing you kind of alluded to on sunday is the idea that sometimes we get this mindset that heaven will be boring and you just talked about this a little bit ago or mentioned this a moment ago that heaven isn't some place that I actually want to be. Okay, sure, once I've lived a full life, done everything I can experience on this earth, then when I'm old and I get sick and I die, okay, then it'll be okay to go and sit in heaven. But sometimes we struggle with thinking that heaven is a place we do not want to be. And I think, as you said too, sometimes we maybe love this world a little bit too much. What advice would you give to someone to help with that problem? If you recognize, you're like, man, I don't care about heaven i don't think about the future i don't think about the hope i have i don't think about eternity i'm just in the here and now what kind of advice would you give so i think the first thing there is to 
check your faith mm. uh, and that's something that we are ought to grow in is is that the more you get enthusiastic about jesus and the more you love him on this earth the more you will be looking forward to spending eternity with him and if it's not disappointing here on this earth for sure it's not going to be disappointing in in heaven there and i think that's the key and i think it goes back to the verse in, in colossians but also there's verses in ephesians that that like, we have christ already and then we have christ in eternity mm-hmm. and so this like the only thing that changes is that our earthly body dies or sleeps as the new testament says it and that we like we are already alive in christ and mm-hmm. that, that's not going to stop there so this eternity life is something that we already have in here i think the tension that you mentioned a bit earlier i think is real in the sense of we want to have a full life here on earth and then we sort of forget what is what is coming after i think what's sort of interesting is that there's times and places in this world where it's the opposite is that life on earth is so miserable if you think about a lot of spirituals that in that in the time of slavery in the in the united states they all are all are looking forward to to heaven and sometimes we dismiss that and say, well, your life is so miserable that, of course, like heaven is the only thing you have. And I think it's also a bit uh, like it's, it's when you look at Paul, when he says, when he writes to the Philippians and he says, uh, I wish I could go and be with Christ. And so again, it's this mm-hmm. heaven is, is where Christ is. But I would also like to be here with you. And so I think that sort of is this 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 perfect tension of mm. I, I I don't know what I want to do. And this is literally what he says. I don't know what, what, what I want to do. So I would like to hear be with you. I would like to be with Christ. Yeah. I mean, if even Paul is acknowledging that tension, yeah. I mean, that's good company to be in, I think, right? Exactly. And I think I don't think that's an encouragement to say, well, you need to you need to have your bucket list as full as you can. Like sure. I don't think that's the that's that's the that's not the encouragement. Mm-hmm. One well, is for Paul specifically, right? He wants to stay here for the sake of telling Christ to more people sharing Christ with more people and yeah or the fellowship the with fellowship the with, 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 with believers uh because he writes to the Philippians says, I, I really would like to see you guys again I would like to be with you mm-hmm. and I'm longing for you but I'm also longing to be with Christ mm-hmm. uh, that is a tension there and I think mm-hmm. yeah as you say if, if he has the tension I think it's okay for us to have a similar yeah. uh, tension well let's talk really practically Nate with the time we have left this idea of setting our minds on things above it's probably one of the most well-known and memorized verses from Colossians, I would think, or at least that portion of it. But what are some practical ways that you would recommend that this week as, you know, members of Oak Ridge Bible Chapel, we can think about things above, set our minds on things above, think about the glorious realities of our eternity with Christ? Yeah, so what I did, I mean, there's, there's, there's many ways. One way is that it's Colossians 3, 1 is the setup for the remainder of uh, chapter 3 and 4. Mm-hmm. And so Paul is going to work that out, what, what life contact on earth is, is, is going to look. So come back next Sunday yeah. <laughs> uh, for, for that. I think practically what I did in the sermon was to take a couple of key realities of heaven and say, well, uh, heaven is the place where God is. So if, if you have trouble with God, then you don't want to be in heaven. Hmm. And so if, if, if you want to look forward to heaven, then that's something that you need to set straight or set right god is holy so heaven is a place of, of ultimate like holiness beyond compare and we are encouraged to pursue uh, holiness in our lives 
Uh, and it's not it's not the same as being perfect and being sinless, but we're pursued to to distinguish between those things that we ought not to do mm-hmm. and those things that we ought to do uh, there. And so there's a discernment there. That is the start of holiness. Uh, heaven has a throne uh, there, and so heaven is the place where God reigns. And again, there, if you look at Revelation uh, 4 and 5, the very fact that there's a throne in heaven and that from that God will judge or Lord Jesus will judge like basically the rest of Revelation until mm-hmm. chapter 20 or so to 19. It's it's an awesome like like awesome as in as in terrifying mm-hmm. uh, like absolutely terrifying. And so if you have trouble with with God's authority in your life here on earth yeah then then heaven is going to be a difficult place as well uh, there because that's that's his home. His his house, his rules, <laughs> and so yeah, we better get used to uh, we better get used to that. So I think those are some. Uh, this is not this is not all pleasant. Yes. Uh, to, uh, <laughs> no, but I think it can be. And you're describing, I think, the idea of you know working on our relationship with Christ and knowing that as that relationship grows, so too does our hope for the future. So too does our desire for what is to come. It's not so different. And Christ himself uses this analogy of the wedding feast, right? And, and you yourself did as well that, you know, when you're preparing to get married to someone, you love them, you enjoy them. And the idea of spending the rest of your earthly life with them is a thrill at that point. And if it isn't, then generally that's where you would say, mm, maybe I need to reconsider this before we sign on the that's dotted exactly, line, right? That's exactly right. And I think we do this, we do this, uh, I mean, there's plenty of, of secular love songs, uh, like waking up to you, seeing your face every day, sure, that sure. would be. Uh, I think if you're married, that should be the case. Like you should be looking forward to waking up to your to the same face mm-hmm. uh, Every, every day but it can also raise this question of isn't that boring like waking up to the same person every uh, every, every day like for the next 40 or 50 years uh, that seems a bit yeah it's a question like if we do that I mean, if, it depends if we, on the person uh, right i guess or it depends on the i mean you talk to some people who may say yes and then you talk to others who have been married i mean there's people in our church who've been married pushing 70 years at this point and, and we can still see the thrill in their eyes exactly right? exactly and so that the, the the key there is the love that they have mm-hmm. and so uh, the person that they married is not this, uh, like they have changed the person they married have changed their their relationship has has changed and that's with two imperfect people and the the thing we're talking about now we have christ who is perfect and so as we become more like him and as we get to know him more and as that relationship grows then again ideally so should our longing for a future with him and i think that is the the missing piece i'm not sure i did a good job on emphasizing that but that in heaven there is somebody who is loving us deeply Hmm. and is looking forward to having us yeah uh, there and so if we love him and are looking forward to spending time with him, that's it, it can't get better than that. Mm. And all the other things of what are we gonna do in heaven, and and what what will our concept of time be, and what are our, our, our bodies gonna look like? All the things that are on the notes that you left yeah, on the cutting room floor, yeah, things that didn't have time to fit in this week, yeah, <laughs> yeah, not, not, like 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 all those questions of of. Yeah, if you see your wife back in heaven, what is that going to look like? If you see, will there be animals in heaven? Like, there's there's so many questions that you can can ask, and I don't have the creativity to to <laughs> to, to 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 even think about the questions there. But to some extent, 
like the first order thing is is that uh, if you're fo looking forward to being with Jesus, it, it's all the other things they, they, they will be okay. I, mm -hmm. I, I truly believe that it will be fine. Mm -hmm. it, it, it won't be. It won't be disappointing. Uh, yeah, because that's the prize, right? That Paul talks about. <laughs> that yeah. is the. And it's the it's goal. it's actually um, surprising to to think about how often heaven is actually defined that way. So when the Lord Jesus talks about heaven he says he talks about these mansions so should we focus on the mansions and we think about is it going to be a four bedroom or a five bedroom <laughs> uh, type of thing but this the very verse after this that then uh, i will come and get you so that you will be where i am and maybe you should just have said that and not forgot about the mansions mm -hmm. one day i will come to to get you and then you will be wherever i am and you mm -hmm. will you just you just have to wait. So sort of the dimensions is sort of the, the added bonus there. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, Nate, I really appreciated the the opportunity you took to to guide us through this discussion and to um, to get us thinking, even if we can't tackle it all in one Sunday, to get us focused on the idea of thinking on things above and thinking about things that maybe we haven't spent as much time as we should thinking about. So uh, I appreciate the the way you led us in, in the reading and teaching of God's word this week. And I appreciate you coming on the podcast today as well. And uh, until next time, we'll I'm sure see you on here again sometime or hear you rather. And uh, listener, until the next time, uh, we're back together. Go with grace and peace. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you are encouraged and learned something new. Visit oakridgebiblechapel.org to listen to sermons and for more information.